Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, everybody, look at this. Look at that. Legends of Tomorrow After Show. <laughs> this is the new Ooh, way. Welcome. Welcome <laughs> to our homes as we <laughs> run away from disease. Yes, yes. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the Legends of Tomorrow After Show. We're breaking down every episode, uh, whether it's all together in a panel or all separated in our respective homes. Much so, we make sure we come together to give you the hot content that you crave. Yeah. So, uh, yes, I'm Frank Moran. <laughs> I'm Dave Child. And I'm Lauren B. Mosley. <laughs> oh, look at that, making us look good and sound even better. We've got Ryan making this all possible. Thank you so much, y'all. I'm excited to hear about Brandon Routh. He's still Superman, right? That's this That's this show? No. no. Oh, we got some bad news for you. <laughs> what? Oh, no. What happened? Yeah. Well, you're well, going to have to find out along with everybody else, Ryan. I can't wait. <laughs> well, we'll be breaking down this episode, of course. We're going to be doing our the hottest segment that is sweeping the internet. You can't, you can't stop it even if we're spread apart around this great city of Los Angeles. That is, uh, where's the beef? I hope you've stocked up on your beef and put it in your freezer so you can keep it around. (laughs) But no hoarding, everyone. Don't hoard. Just put all the beef in the freezer. (laughs) Romeo, I loved it. It was, I thought it was clever. (laughs) Now, Dave, I know you are a thespian and a dancer and a comedian. Uh, a multi hyphenate, uh, yeah. a Renaissance man, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you a huge? Know a lot of his plays. I I enjoyed this. I thought it was fun, and I also felt like, I also felt like it was it was kind of commenting on. It was a very meta episode, and I kind of like it when they go a little meta, where they reference themselves, and they also reference the fact that it's like superhero stories are not Shakespeare. So what if Shakespeare did? stories like it kind of felt like the scorsese argument about the about marvel movies about how they're not (laughs) cinema and it kind of felt like it was bringing that into like oh no no now he found out about superhero stories so he's just making superhero stories and now it's ruined shakespeare and i kind of like that aspect of it and i also (laughs) like how they had i don't know they did a good job of having a sincere moment that was also very funny and also had a sense of humor throughout this whole thing and he got to see you know Zari's acting skills too as Juliet she was a pretty good Juliet and that was nice to see too so it was like respect for the bard respect for the bard and then also <laughs> and also it was just a fun shot it was good I like it when they go comedy uh, this was full sitcom uh, yeah Lauren, how many Shakespeare plays have you been in <laughs> Zero. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm gonna be honest. I was not a huge Shakespeare, like Shakespeare fan whatsoever. Like in high school and uh, you know all through like college, I just did not care for Shakespeare. It wasn't until I moved out here in LA and I started studying more of like the background for theater and acting where I embraced it and I have more of a love for it. But zero. <laughs> <laughs> How many? Should, how much you know, Shakespeare have you been in, Frank? You put her on the spot. How that, much Shakespeare I mean, have you done? Right. Uh, zero. Oh. And, and for me, I don't know. You know, I, I, I guess you can. Res- I respect Shakespeare just in the general for what he's accomplished and what he's done. But I've never been somebody that's been like, yeah, I got to read Shakespeare. You know. Uh, yeah. So I'm always, oh, man. always. I'm always interested for people that either love him. I love this. Now we're frozen. Yeah. <laughs> frozen. Ladies and gentlemen, Frank, oh, Frank is Frank. frozen. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I don't know what you just said there, Frank, because you froze up because we're living in a dystopia. Uh, but uh, Numbers Night's Dream, think of out there. <laughs> Keep me in mind. Moment. <laughs> uh, so, uh, the reason we're talking so much about Shakespeare is, of course, this is uh, episode eight of the season, uh, <laughs> Romeo and Juliet, uh, ju- Dawn of Just Nests. So I uh, will be breaking this all down. A nice little nod. Uh, but basically, it all starts off with Ray by uh, kind of carrying off after Damien Dark's speech from the last episode, yeah. realizing, yep, I've got to leave the Wave Rider if I want to make this relationship with Nora work. And uh, Ray says, hey, Nora, should we leave? Yes. Uh, and they go out to tell the rest of the legends, but they do this nice little bit where everybody's held up outside the restroom because Zari's taking forever. Uh, yeah. Have either of you experienced, I feel like you always see that in movies or TV where anytime there's a large group of people living together, there's always that struggle or a bathroom battle. I've never had that in my life. Have either of you? A bathroom battle? Yeah, I've had bathroom where, where battles. Where a comically long line outside the bathroom, like, oh, man. Yeah, that's, that's college, buddy. That's college. I was surprised that the Wave Rider only had one bathroom. Were you guys surprised about that? I kind of I anticipated. Was. Yeah, I thought they would each get their own little, like, they get these nice rooms. They each have these individual nice rooms. I thought they would each have their own bathroom for some reason because it's the future ship. But yeah, no, they only have one bathroom and it's a college dorm room. So, Frank, are you frozen again? <laughs> <laughs> I was mad uh, Frank was just. Suck. <laughs> We're working oh, there. Boy. It's my fake, fro- my fake freezing. Uh, <laughs> in the future, the, the human body has evolved to such a point where you don't need to use the restroom that often, perhaps. Right. Hmm. Sure. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, so, but he could tell everyone. I do like how he could tell everyone while waiting in line at the bathroom and feel fine about it, but not Nate. And that was nice for me because I felt like ever since Abrard is great, like this new character is great, but he felt like he's become one of the bros. And I was like, oh, I that, feel like it. That, it's getting rid of like it's taking away from the relationship with Nate. So I was so happy that we had this full on Ray and Nate 
connection love story like friendship going on and i really enjoyed that i i, I think their bro bromance is one of my favorite parts of the show so it was nice to go back to that Lauren, as somebody newer to the show, out of all the dynamic uh, relationship dynamics in there, where does Ray and Nate's bromance rank on your list of favorite kind of relationships within the team? Hmm. Maybe. That's difficult. I don't know. Maybe two. I mean, their dynamic is really, really oh. nice. and I enjoy it. All right. Who takes two? Who's, who's better than them? Um. So I like, hmm. oh, well, this is kind of, yeah. at first I was going to say that, but I think who trumps them and it's not current, but I used to like the firestorm relationship a lot. Like, a oh, that's so, a good, that's a good call. They had a really yes. nice dynamic that I enjoyed. So yeah, they had a good like fraternal yeah, feeling relationship. Yeah. yeah, and it was it was cool to watch how they kind of went from like the fatherly figure to the son, and then like okay, now we're gonna be friends, and like really discovering what that relationship looks like and how to maneuver it and navigate it. I I I thought that was very interesting, and they were so different but so similar, and they were codependent on each other i thought the dynamic of that was a really really strong point of the show and i don't know if we have any other relationships like that so it's kind of hard to top it in my opinion but if i had to choose one that was current ava's relationship with sarah that's pretty nice because they're strong and they're positive they're also like very very supportive of each other while also running and calling the shots for everything so girl power <laughs> yeah speaking so, of girl power we did get the book club in this episode we got a nice little like the book club know, I, yeah it was nice to kind of i think it was a uh, fun to split the the story lines up between oh. like bachelor brett essentially was happened a fun in between to kind of cut in between it again <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. i'm hearing just at laughter <laughs> okay. uh but uh and what I'm do you think frank off. frank you seem to be no, back I, I, maybe so, i'm back i up? have no idea guys we'll see what happens but uh yeah you know i mean I can understand like what Lauren's saying where once like I feel like the show's in its move towards comedy has not given us a lot of a lot of good superficial relationships and dynamics between the team but nothing really truly deep so I feel like probably out of them all it seems like Nate and Ray's bromance was probably between probably even to me maybe a little bit more deep than Sarah and Ava's relationship so <clears throat> Oh yeah, uh, yeah. For better, for I worse. think it's. Well, I think we're also at the point where, like, you know, Ava and Sarah are together. They're in a relationship, a pretty committed relationship, and you know, we don't want to have those storylines of. It's it's hard to be like it's easier to bond as friends when you're dealing with each other's relationships, and you're the person you go to. Like they each had someone 
that they went through relationships with and they would turn to Nate would turn to Ray and Ray would turn to Nate. So they were able to kind of like become closer because of that. So when you're in a romantic relationship, it tends to be, especially with how we explore them relationships, it tends to be like they're together or they're not, or they're on the way to being together or they're on the way of not being together. And it's hard to have that kind of like, in between show that in betweenness you know like and build up the relationship that way that makes sense uh, it does uh so of course the big mission is because everybody's trying to get ray to tell nate and nate uh, ray is reluctant to tell nate that he's leaving they quickly decide just to move on to the mission which is assembling uh at least the first piece of the loom of fate and charlie says oh i left that with a friend of mine which I, I like how she doesn't really say the friend's name until they get to London and go like, oh, you didn't tell me your friend was, was Will Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Even though... Why would you yeah. not say that? <laughs> yeah, that's especially weird, especially since we've met all these other celebrities along the way and they've had these interactions. And I feel like even there's moments where Charlie's like, oh, cool, it's that person. And not to mention it's Will Shakespeare. I think she was trying to show off in a way. I think she was trying to be like, oh, oh, yeah, I wasn't going to brag about it being Will Shakespeare, but it's it's definitely Will Shakespeare. Check it, check it out. Oh, my God. Yeah. I also like how Will didn't recognize her because I was worried he was going to be like, oh, hey. And I was like, no, she didn't look like that. When she met, when she was friends with Will Shakespeare, there was no way that they would recognize one another. Exactly. She, Don't you spoil so my beef. That. Don't you spoil my beef, Dave. You're taking the beef out of the freezer too early. But that's not, they didn't recognize one another. And I thought that made sense. Because she's, that was your beef, my beef. Is that they didn't recognize one that another? Is, that, is a, that is a big beef that I've got. What? She's a shapeshifter, and she didn't settle into this form until she met up with the legends. So this would have happened like after she left the fates. So she would look. Who knows what you look like then? Well, I will share. I will. I will reserve my thoughts until we get to that portion. I don't want to. Fair enough. You know, if, Fair enough. If, we say, if we're talking about now, that that beef is going to lay out there and get spoiled, and nobody's going to want to eat that. Yeah, you got to put it back in the freezer. Put it back yeah. in the freezer. Right, take it out later. Put it back in. All right, we'll stay it nice and toast, nice and cold, chill it. Uh, uh, but first of all, has, what was that with Shakespeare's mustache? That looked really odd to me. I thought his <laughs> hair was weirder. Was that just me? Like, he had kind of a mullet going on. He had like this, it was kind of long, but it was weirdly short on the sides. It was very mullet-like. This was their interpretation, guys, okay? This was theirs. Yeah. I just kind of felt like a Shakespeare in love type of Shakespeare, you know? It, it, that was Joseph Fiennes. Oh, it was the same guy? <laughs> no, it wasn't. It would have been great. It would have no. been great if it was. Right. Um, <laughs> but it looked like they just <laughs> they went to like one of those Halloween stores and got like that multi-pack of fake mustaches with, with that <laughs> on the back and then just stuck it on. <laughs> and like, that, that mustache does not look right at all to me. Yeah, yeah. They, they they spent all their budget on the floating head of of uh, Gideon, and so they were like, "Ah, oh, yes, oh, we forgot the mustache. Oh, let's just cut up this piece of cardboard. That'll be enough." 
Well, I mean, Dave, it wasn't just the head. They also had to make that head cry. So Right. That, Gideon, right. This new Gideon is still freaky for me. Is that freaky for anyone else? It's like a bit uncanny valley. It's it's like a little too human now. Like I feel like back when it was a little cheaper, had a cheaper look to it, it felt a little bit more comfortable for me. <laughs> now she's coming too close. She's coming too close. Too close. <laughs> it's gonna become Westworld over there. Don't uh, take her life away. Look, y'all, look, she's trying to have a little bit of life, okay? Be a little <laughs> True. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. <laughs> so the legends need to get this ring back. And unfortunately, Shakespeare doesn't have it anymore. He gave it to his manager because the manager was going to pull any of the funding he was going to give him to be able to put on Romeo and Juliet. Not mm-hmm. to mention, of course, that on top of that, Shakespeare's struggling to write the ending for that play as well. So that's yeah. why he needed more time. So he gives that man- ring the, the ring to the manager and Nate and Ray are trying to devise a really cool way of getting that ring back, which I do like that it really gets into an elaborate Mission Impossible. Uh, we're going to drop down from the ceiling on wires. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love this sequence. I thought this sequence was my favorite moment in the entire like episode. Because I love that we get to see, we get to see like, you know, the stupid drop down. I feel like visually they did something different here. And I love from Nate's perspective, uh, Constantine just going up and going like, a boobity, boobity, a boobily, boobily. <laughs> I thought that was fun. It's, I, I, this, is, this show has just gone straight sitcom. And yeah. especially with this episode, this felt like an episode of, new girl or friends or something like that and i i kind of love that and this little sequence was like part of that too diving into characters and and how they perceive other people uh well they're able charlie while they're talking is able to get the ring back and so it feels like it's mission over but ray realizes that means i have to tell nate then if the mission's over wait we should do something really cool still and nate says hey you know we never gave you your bachelor party why don't we do that right here which, in terms of bachelor parties, having it back in 16th century London, not a bad place to have one. True, very true. Yeah, I mean, people go to London, people go to Vegas. That's you know, how many people have been to Vegas? Great, but how many times can you take your bachelor party to 16th century London? Yeah, yeah. and they, they, uh, I, I also really like. I mean, they get into the fight. They get into like, they get into some. They scrap it up. And I love how they get out of this because I kept thinking, like, why didn't, why aren't they hiding the powers from Will? Because I know what's coming because I watched the next week on, and the little backwards, like, it shows that you shouldn't drink and time travel. You should never drink and time travel or drink and memory erase because you're just gonna end up erasing your own memory and then like screwing the whole timeline up. So, you know, if you've got to time travel, everyone, do it responsibly and at least have a designated no drinking time and time traveling. <laughs> it doesn't mix. It doesn't mix. <laughs> That's true. It doesn't so, mix. <laughs> uh, as Dave was saying, they get into a huge fight. We see nature and metal. We see the Adam suit at large just fly around by itself and smashing mm-hmm. into people. Uh, and so then they leave and it changes the future. And so Romeo and Juliet 
turns into more of an action adventure story uh, with Mick Rory on the cover with his flamethrower. Yeah. So okay, there were two. There were like two moments. It was very Nate moments that I felt like. Well, this one moment was felt like it was something that almost was addressing us and stuff that we've said on the show before, <laughs> which is him reading. Oh, this happens later. I guess when it, when he's reading Will's interpretation of his silver, like stealing up thing. Yes, and says that then he gets and then he gets stabbed in the fight, and that he was like, "Why didn't he just silver back up? He's such a or, or steal back up. He's such." such an idiot and felt like that's something that we've talked about and they probably <laughs> looked at exact quotes from like from a lot of people's comments of the of the show and just being like why isn't he just stealing back up when whenever he gets hurt like right before <laughs> it it was kind of nice it was a nice moment Dave, but I think not as nice. modest though. i what, feel like they probably think? took it from from our after show you could you could come Definitely. forward <laughs> if they refer to him as buns of steel then it's from then it's from our after show i think <laughs> But uh, <laughs> but did you? I also love, and I think you would appreciate this when he goes up and says that the uh, that the play is canceled later. This is another meta moment. I'm kind of jumping around, I know, but I'm excited about these moments where he says you're replaced <laughs> by Riverdale. <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs> I was like, oh man, that's uh, that's definitely close to home. And also, I feel like. <laughs> I almost wonder if they took from their own criticism the line that Nate says that says, uh, Legends of Tomorrow have si single-handedly ruined storytelling. <laughs> and I just kind of like, is that something <laughs> they took from their own? I don't believe it. I think the show has gotten so much better and keeps improving, but I feel like it might be addressing some weird criticism that they have in the past. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Those are my favorite meta moments. That that segment of the show hey, go back was Dave Child's favorite me meta moments. Uh, Frank Frank Frank. Frank. Oh, Frank. Frank. No. Okay, sorry. Go, yeah. go for it. Uh, Lauren, in terms of your the bachelor parties that you've been to, how do they equate to what the women were doing on the Wave Rider and Book Club? Uh, I haven't really been to too many bachelorette, like, bachelorette parties. I haven't. So I don't know. So were you inspired by this? Or like, when I go to a bachelorette party, it's got to be a as good as this, if not better. Hmm. I think the sisterhood, yes. But I think there's so much more that we can do. <laughs> I think they were I a mean, little confined. I mean, there was a pony. There was those little things you find at the mall, those animals that you can sit on and ride. I mean. <laughs> they definitely had a fun time for what they, you know, what they were limited to, but they're just on the wave rider. <laughs> but they found a stripper somehow. Somehow they found a pony and a stripper. Flashed it in. They just let it walk <laughs> right on in. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I did like, though, that the, even the fire the firefighter stripper gets a line at the end, like, oh, that's not good, is it? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was starting to, like, be like, oh, we're going to... So he was not phased by the fact that he was on a time machine spaceship at all. <laughs> like, he was just totally cool with it. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes me want to have a series about that guy. Right. He's yeah, it makes me think... <laughs> 
Do you think he's like the same guy that like Supergirl calls when she needs like a stripper too, or or any of the characters from Flash where it's just I am like, tired. <laughs> I am tired. That's true. Okay, it's just all thinking, like we we need a stripper, but you need one that really kind of like gets us as superheroes. So like, yeah, I think they, that guy makes he's got it's a niche market that he's catering to. Here's my belief: is that this stripper was first Iris West stripper for her wedding. <laughs> I like for it. her I bachelorette like party, and then he was she was totally cool with all the superhero stuff. And then uh, recommendation, recommendation to recommendation set. Dave, I am done. I I'm done with you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he probably did uh, Oliver Queen and Felicity's wedding. Totally. For her bachelor party. I'm sure for the, no, the actual wedding. Probably officiated the wedding. <laughs> the wedding. Yep. <laughs> Guys, we got a stripper for the wedding. Get ready, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> the first dance will be the stripper on the pole. Hey. Uh, I officiated a wedding once and I took my pants off in the middle of the officiating. So it happens, you know. Too much applause, I'm sure. No, it, it did well. It did well. I thought the aunts would be mad at me, but I did. I did a little dance in the middle of the wedding, and uh, uh-huh. it, it went pretty good. Except I forgot the part where I had them say "I do," and then other than that, it went like flawless, perfect wedding. Just the most it. important part. Yeah, just the most important part. <laughs> well, my dance, my dance went well. <laughs> That's what mattered. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we do see Ray having uh, a little pep, pep, uh, pep talk from uh, Sarah saying, all right, you know, I got to I just got to man up and tell Nate that I'm leaving. But I also got to go back and fix stuff first. So he goes back with Nate to Shakespeare and has a nice conversation with uh, with Shakespeare. Because Shakespeare has these big plans about starting a uh, a big Marvel Cinematic Universe of Shakespearean stories. Right. <laughs> I do like the idea of like Puck teaming up. And <laughs> it may be. It made me think of like a Shakespeare superhero group and you could have some pretty cool, powerful people amongst in the group and they would like all fight the the villains like Lady Macbeth and Iago and they would be like the Legion of Doom or something and you would have Puck and... Sick. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. You would have that... Poisoning people. <laughs> yeah, Ariel and Prospero would be there and with Puck, you could have all the magic magic side of things and then all the like <laughs> fighters Ooh, sounds good i'm gonna write my own league of extraordinary gentlemen but with all the shakespeare characters but uh i do like how i because i was wondering one beef i had and we'll get to beefs in a second i think but one beef i had for a second was the idea of like william shakespeare not knowing how romeo and juliet would end because i just kind of feel I have a hard time believing that even writing Romeo and Juliet, you don't, in that time, there was tragedies and there's comedies. And you're going to be writing Romeo and Juliet and you know it's a tragedy. So I didn't believe that he didn't know how it ended, but I did like that he admitted he knew how it was going to end. He just didn't want to end it that way because he was enjoying like right. the play so much. And I, I like and he loved I think, the characters. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's an aspect of writing. No, that's true. If you find that you love those characters so much, uh, you never want their story to end. So you try to find some way like, oh, wait, this is how they can survive. And then I can do this and this with them. And I do like Ray saying like, 
endings are uh, necessary. They're they're difficult, but they they need they're needed if you want to grow. Yeah, yeah, and that's an especially tough ending that he has to write there for Romeo and Juliet. That's them, you know, you know, killing each other, essentially dying. No, that's true. Um, uh, so Nate does overhear Ray telling Shakespeare that he knows this from experience because he's leaving his team uh, at the finish the, after they finish this mission. So Nate finally hears this and he goes off to the wave rider to sulk. Yeah, you know, it's tough when you find like you if you feel like you're the last to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he and also that was, like, like really bad part though, like. Like, he probably should have been definitely the first to know. And I don't even know how the team kept this. I know it wasn't their secret to tell, but my goodness, they did a great job keeping this secret. <laughs> or right. trying to secret. I think they would have assumed he would have been the first to know, but because they witnessed him not being told, and they also gave him the opportunity to tell him so many times, and Ray kept avoiding it. And but it's also hard. It's also hard. You do, you don't really want to. You don't want to see the disappointment in a friend's face. I know that feeling. It's like it's it's a tough one to to finally do. And I think it like leads up to a great. I don't know. It has a great dramatic moment of like of mirroring that with the actual Romeo and Juliet scene. Just a really nice moment. And I like how he's half in drag with long johns on <laughs> nate at that moment that's just like it's they 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 capture the heart but also the silliness and you know it was also a nice goodbye to brandon routh and i'm gonna miss him well if you're me. saying goodbye to a friend uh <laughs> oh oh no t-shirts <laughs> Frank, say that again. Uh, say that again. Uh, <laughs> One more time, Frank. Uh, an awesome mixtape and matching T-shirts. Yeah. Yes. So if you're leaving us, both of you, anytime you've left a friend behind, you've moved or they've left, uh, what have you done to uh, commemorate your leaving that friend? Ooh. I didn't I, wait for the last minute to tell them, that's for sure. <laughs> Yeah. Did you make matching t-shirts, Lauren? I and look, I don't know about that, but that's their cute little quirkiness of their friendship. I wouldn't have made matching t-shirts. I probably would have, you know, went and did as many memory like festive things that I possibly could so I could take as many photos as I could. I would right. not have those photos on t-shirts, but I would have put them all over walls, stuff like that, like normal everyday common agendas like i don't know about the matching t-shirts that was a little much <laughs> i feel like i have to make some t-shirts for some friends now that's what i feel like i feel like i uh i definitely went out drinking or so like saw a movie with a friend to say goodbye yeah. but now now i feel like maybe t-shirts need to be made normal oh, people boy. just hang out with each other you know you just hang out try to enjoy those last moments but nate was really hurt that he did not get this opportunity to make matching t-shirts yeah. Well, Dave, I'm, I don't don't discount the. I mean, even a late T-shirt is better than no T-shirt, Dave. So get out there right. and start making those T-shirts. Okay, cool. It'll just be my face on it. That's that's the only thing we'll be on. <laughs> so, uh, so the the legends when they find out that Shakespeare has lost the money again because the manager says, "Hey, you may have 
been the one behind getting that ring stolen from me. So I'm pulling everything. So you have no money to pay the actors, no money to rent the movie theater, the, the theater. So the legends decide, hey, we'll put on the play for you right here at the tavern. So they, uh, everybody, all hands on deck, and the legends perform some Shakespeare. So as Dave was saying, we start off with Nate as Juliet, but then he switches over to Zari. And we get to see a nice little scene from Romeo and Juliet between Constantine and Zari. Yeah. Yeah, they're actually good actors. Uh, but I also like that we got to see the rest of them not good actors. But then Zari, and I do have to say a lot of hate for current Zari, but past Zari couldn't pull this off. It could only be social influence or famous Zari is the only one that had classically trained acting skills. So think about that, haters. Zari <laughs> haters. <laughs> So everything's put right there. We get to see Nate and uh, Ray have their tearful farewell. Uh, But the other thing we saw this episode too is that Aster's in hell, and the person that's been helping her says, "Hey, do you really trust Constantine? Maybe you should go check him what he's doing." So using this cool like bird bath pool, they uh, she Mm -hmm. goes and visits in on him back in uh, London, sees what's going on, and tells the person that's been helping her basically like her mother figure of sorts in hell that what you're getting is uh, the loom of fate and so Aster's asked if uh, can you really trust Constantine with uh, assembling it and using it properly yeah I mean it's he has a point you know hell mama has a great point where if you find out someone's putting together something to rewrite your history I mean, I would be uncomfortable with that. Even if it's the best intentions, they're rewriting your own history. So, like, there's got to be something. It's actually made me consider that maybe what they're doing is not such a good thing because they're totally, like, rewriting this person when they should maybe just try to take them out of hell, just try to reason with them some more. I guess they've tried that. But it's uh, it makes sense for her to be like, I guess the movement now is I'm going to get the loom of fate myself and I'm going to do this myself rather than have him do it. But, you know, she's evil now. So what are you going to do? I think that's a fair point, Dave. I think that's really fair because for me, right off the bat, I was like, hell mama need to go. (laughs) She needs to go somewhere else. We need to get rid of her because her agenda is, is like really self centered right now and I don't like her because I feel like she's she has her own agenda to get this most powerful tool ever for herself she's just using Astra like I'm I'm not I'm not here for her I have a new theory I have a new theory that maybe hell mama could be a fate I'm wondering if hell mama is gonna be a fate I feel like that might be a a bit obvious and out of nowhere, but it feels very like could be setting up, or yeah. we're going to meet the fates soon. Placed. Yeah, yeah. That's a great point. Okay, like that theory, if that's the case. Hmm? Sorry, go Lauren, ahead. You go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, well, if that's the case, then I'm not as upset with her, but at the same time, now they're all divided against each other. So, what's really this? fate's intentions we know what like at the end of the day what is really her intentions it just seems right 
sketchy. Yeah, I mean, but I don't think I don't think the fates are going to be good when they if she is her and they show up. I don't think they're going to be good people. That's my guess. Well, yeah, they're they're not going to yeah. be good people. But at the end of the day, like, is this one fate working with her own agenda? If that's the point, or is this like her working on behalf of the other fates? You know right. what I mean? Are we going to have to deal with multiple agendas? You know, like all competing at the same time for these pieces if that if this is the case if she is actually a fate that makes sense as to why i don't like her off the bat but if she isn't a fate now we have all these extra people that are fighting over these pieces right yeah we'll see i suppose we'll see well uh before we get to any last minute predictions or anything i feel like we need to get to that hot segment uh where's the beef guys where's the beef And I will pull mine out of the freezer. It's been chilling since Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. David mentioned a little earlier. My beef about that whole thing is we get to see this bit where the legends first go back to 16th century London and find Shakespeare in that tavern. And we get to see where Nate and Ray and Constantine are doing like good cop, bad cop with Shakespeare, trying to find this ring and get the ring from him. When the easiest thing, if Charlie, if this is her good friend, she's given this ring to Shakespeare just days before... (laughs) <laughs> why she doesn't assume the same shape that she was when she gave Constantine that ring. Why would she not? Right. That makes it so, or gave Shakespeare that ring. That's the easiest thing. Like, oh, hey, I need that ring back. I'm not even going to lie. I had that thought, too, when I was watching it. I was like, wouldn't this be like she can just shape shift, you know, and be done. But where would the story be, right? Also, it would be nice. I will give, I will, I will help you retain that beef a little bit. I don't like that. <laughs> um, and, that's, and I will say that, like, it would be nice to see more into Charlie's character and to do that, find out more about who she was before she became the Charlie we know now. Like, who was she back in Shakespeare time? And we could see that if she just turned into the form she was taking at the time. And it would be a good way to be like, oh, this is who she is. This is more into her background, more about the character, which we're still kind of lacking a little bit. So, yeah, so far, I'm, Ray, so far, I'm getting very little from Charlie. I'm getting very little from Charlie, Dave. <laughs> no, Leave Charlie I'm, alone. <laughs> well, I, I'm kind of with Frank here. I, I feel like we need to get more into Charlie's backstory. We need to get more into her character. Because right now, she's still kind of the same. I don't, I don't know who she is. I don't know what she likes. So I, I'm, I'm curious about that. So, I yes. I just hope we're going to get there. This episode was a goodbye episode, right. so the focus was not on Charlie. <laughs> and speaking of goodbyes, we have to start wrapping up this show. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow is going to be off until April 7th, so uh, we won't be back until then either, whether it's going to be, depending on where we are in the world at this time, maybe we'll be in studio on the 7th, maybe we won't be, we'll be doing something similar to this, which means we go do it on Wednesday instead, but we'll keep you posted. Uh, follow us on Twitter here. We'll give you all our handles in a second so you can find out when the show will be coming back, whether it's going to be on the 7th or the 8th. But in the meantime, folks, thanks so much for watching. Like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thank you, everybody, for hopping in the chat and playing along with us as we kind of figure this all out and come up with a way that we can share our passions along with you during this time when we're all isolated. We can talk about something that brings us all together. Yeah, thanks for uh, coming along with us for this experiment to see if this works. 
we weren't able to really get the chat up this time, but we'll make sure to do that next time if if we're stuck in this in our quarantine zones. So thank you, everyone. And uh, I guess I could tell you where you can find me. Oh, I'd love to know where I can find you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can find me at Mr. Dave Child or at the Twitter and the Instagram. You could also go to DaveChild.com. <laughs> guess what? I'm Dave Child. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh Lauren, how about yourself? Well, while we are quarantined and when we're not quarantined, you can always find me on Instagram and Twitter at Lauren B, mostly. That's M-O-S-L-E-Y. Uh, find me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie. Folks, that's going to do it for this episode of the Legends of Tomorrow After Show. We'll be back either April 7th or April 8th with an all-new episode right here on AfterBuzz TV. Until then. And rem- also oh, remember, before we go, wash your hands. Stay inside. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. We love you. Speed off. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.